right, well, I'm, I'm excited. Lizzie's unable to be here. She's, uh, she's doing great. Baby's doing great. We are so thrilled, just absolutely. I, I never in my life imagined that, that this would just be so cool. This, I mean, having a baby is so much fun. Uh, it's a little tiring, but it's a whole lot of fun, and I'm just I'm, I'm loving life right now. And Grandpa back there is just like I, I get to hold the baby when he's done with her, all right? Like that, that's how it works. But uh, I, I'm excited. I really I'm not just I'm really I'm not just saying that to try and uh, tickle anybody's ears or get anyone else um, falsely excited. I really believe that God is doing something great. At Life Point, I really believe that God is doing something great in young life, and I really believe that God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. I don't say that, like I just said, off of a whim. I don't say that weekly. I say that with a passion, with a purpose, with with conviction, that God's got a plan for your life. And you don't need to settle for second best. You don't need to settle for anything less than God's best. And uh, I believe that he's got a call for your life. Um, I I grew up, uh, I was born in the 80s. I'm an 80s kid, right? Uh, Grew up in the 90s. So I've told you all this story before that I didn't have a cell phone until I was 18 years old. I know, gasp. And um, and it was a brick phone. It was one of those Nokia, I got to play Snake, and that was like the only game on there, right? And, and um, but, so when, honestly, when I was young, uh, my parents had this black, uh, one of those rotating phones where like, if you had to dial nine a bunch of times, you just decided not to call anyone because it was like, right? And uh, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can Google it later, but, um, but, it was exciting to get a phone call. I remember, um, I, I remember when I would call my dad, uh, and I can weird. I can still remember his phone number, right? When I was eight years old, I remember those numbers. Now, anyone else's number since I've got a cell phone? Uh, uh-uh. uh. But like numbers before cell phones, I could remember remember them all. But uh, I would call my dad, and like he'd be busy at work, and I remember, or he'd answer and say, "Hey, bud, I'll call you right back." And I remember the excitement that would just sit inside of me, knowing that my dad was about to call me back. I would sit with anticipation and with angst and and just be like, all right, dad, when are you going to call? And when he wouldn't call or if he forgot to call, you know, I'd call back, hey, dad, did he forget? Oh, no, man, it just got busy. I'll call you back. Okay, okay, okay. Or, or how about that time, and maybe you can connect with this a little bit more, but how about that time when, um, you know, maybe you skipped a day of school, or maybe you're in trouble with your parents, and they don't know about the trouble yet? Like, your parents are, you're about to be in trouble with your parents because you did something, and uh, all of a sudden, your phone rings, and it's mom, right? And, and let me know, like, what, your heart sinks, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> Does she know? And then you're answering. You're like, hey, mom, is everything okay? Oh, good, you don't know. I mean, I mean, uh, right? Like, I remember there were days my mom would call, and it was like, oh, mom's calling. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, mom, the battery was dead, right? Or, or, and some of you probably don't know about this yet, and that's good, but when, you're, when your crush calls you for the very first time, and, and all of a sudden, five minutes turns into, like, 16 hours, and you've just talked on the phone, all, right? But, and, it's, and it's awesome, and it's like, where did the minutes go? Hi, Alexander. Hi, Kennedy. What's up, y'all? So, um, but it's, it's a lot of fun, right? Like, all of a sudden, like, it, the phone rings, and it's like butterflies whirl inside of your stomach, and, and your heart races, and you're like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And, and you just anticipate that phone call. 
that guy, that girl tells you they're going to call you after work. You're just like, oh, how much longer until that shift's over? Like, I'm ready for that phone call. I'm ready. I'm, I'm just pumped. It's an especially exciting thing when it's somebody you want to converse with, right? When it's somebody that you want to talk to, that call is something you cannot wait for. Now, if it's someone you can don't want to talk to, the you know, as I've gotten older, I've learned taxes are, are real, and, and the IRS is not someone I want to talk to. So if they never call me, like, I'm okay with it, right? But for the most part, a phone call is something you anticipate and look forward to. A call from God is something that each and every one of us should anticipate and look forward to. It's something that you should want and eagerly await in your life. It's something that you should yearn for and desire. It's something that if you at this point in your life are going, man, I don't know if God's got a call on my life. It's something that you should say, okay, God, I'm waiting by my phone. I'm ready. I'm waiting. Give it a call. Give it a ring. I want your call on my life. No doubt most of you have asked this question, what? What am I supposed to do with my life? What am I going to do with my future? What is it that my life is going to unfold and become? What is it that my future will look like? It can be, you know, what, what is it that I'm supposed to do with my life? It can be something that can feel very overwhelming. I mean, honestly, am I supposed to, uh, God, am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to be doing this thing? Am I supposed to be going there? Am I supposed to be going to this school? Am I supposed to be going to that school? Am I supposed to date this person, date that person? What does my life mean? Does he have purpose for my life? And if so, what does that look like? Tonight I want to talk for a few moments about having a call from God on your life. I believe, like I told you on the introduction to this message, that every single individual in this room under the sound of my voice has a purpose for their life Direct from God. It's not an accident that you're here and a part of Life Point. It's not an accident that you're in Prairieville. It's not an accident that you got to be a part of this body of believers. It's, it's God putting some things together for your life. God has a will for you, something for you to fulfill. You all don't have the lovely privilege, and if you don't, you need to take this privilege. But we have some unique people in here, and I've gotten to know pretty well everyone in this room. And I absolutely adore every person in this room. And we have some unique individuals, and it, 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 it's fantastic. We've got people with different capabilities, different talents, different treasures. And, and honestly, it blows my mind how all of a sudden God has just put us in sync and made us a body and able to do so much for his kingdom. First off, I want you to understand, it is not his intention, God's intention, for you to feel worthless or insecure, insecure or insignificant. If you feel any of this, if you feel worthless or insecure or insignificant, right now I want to tell you that's not a call from God. That is of the devil and that's a lie direct from hell. You have worth. You have something to offer that no one else can offer. You are significant to the kingdom. And God does have a plan for your life. So when I started prepping for the, this message, and, and I really felt God was leading me to, to kind of speak about having a call of God in your life, uh, I started kind of thinking about some stories in the Bible, and where was I going to go? What was I going to talk about? Like, was I going to talk about Paul talking to Timothy? Was I going to, you know, and I started thinking about all these stories, you know, through the Bible, and my mind could not get off 
the story of Samuel hearing the voice of God. What you need, let, let, you know what, let, let's jump into the Bible. Jason, can you throw that up there for me? In 1 Samuel chapter 3, <clears throat> it starts off, we're going to start in verse 2, and it says, One night Eli, this is his priest, his pastor, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was laying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me like, man, I was asleep. What you doing? What do you need me for? But Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lie down. You're hearing things, man. So he went and laid down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli, said, I did not call you. Go back and lay down. Finally, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, the word of the Lord. Here he is, just a young guy, y'all's age, literally. You, you, you can look at this story and say, Samuel was my age. I don't care if you're 12 years old, if you're 18, man, he was right around there, all right? He did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. <clears throat> Verse 8. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. That's like worse than my snooze button, man. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Is there one more there, Jason? So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went, lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling at the other time, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. This is, is there one more, Jason? Is it verse, it's verse 10, okay. Here's, here's Samuel, just a young man. He would have been part of young life. He would have just been coming to young life, doing his thing, and he's laying down, and he's hearing this voice, waking him up, saying, Samuel, listen up. I've got a word for you. And here, he, you know, he's still trying to figure this all out. What does this mean? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? This is weird. I'm hearing voices. Like, what's up? And finally, he answers and said, your servant's listening, God. What's up? Now, you need to understand, there, there, there's a few things about Samuel that you need to understand. Here's the things that he did. Number, we've got three things. Number one, he listened to God. In other words, he put aside the noise of the world. Here's your servant was his response. There was no cell phone. There was no Netflix. No internet. Nothing. He was laying down. It was quiet. God, here it is. It's you. It's me. What do you have to say to me? I can hear your voice. It's clear. So many of us live in such a haze of our lives that we couldn't even hear God if we wanted to. We're so busy with what's going on on our digital screens and so busy with what's going on in our social lives that we couldn't even hear God if he was screaming at the top of his lungs. We get so bogged down and you know what? We couldn't even tell, you couldn't even tell the person sitting next to you when the last time you really prayed was because every time you get into the prayer room, all of a sudden your phone will buzz Every time you get into your prayer closet, someone else will update a picture and you get sidetracked by 
an, a social media outlet, or you get sidetracked by a phone call, sidetracked by a thought of something that you forgot to do or you need to do. Uh, my room's a mess, and I told mom I'd clean it up, so God, I'll, I'll be back here later. We're so busy that we miss out on what it is God is wanting in our lives. And here was Samuel understanding, God, I'm laying down. I'm putting everything aside. Maybe it was his bedtime. Maybe he was sleeping. I, I mean, I'm not quite sure, but he was quiet. He was in a place where he could hear from God. God is wanting, we're missing out on what God is wanting for our lives. We get so busy with life, spending hours on entertainment, having no time for prayer or for the word. If you are going to fulfill what it is God is calling you to do, well, here's the first thing you need to do. Basic. You need to listen. You need to put yourself in a position where, God, I can hear your voice. God, you've got a plan for my life, and I recognize that. Well, I'm listening. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm here. Be still and know, the Bible says. Be still and know that he is God. And if, if, if what I'm saying tonight is true, then you, you might need to put yourself in that place where you're saying, okay, God, I'm willing to be still, not be so hectic. Schedule even if you need to. Schedule some time where you're saying, okay, God, this hour, this, this 45 minutes, this hour, two hours, this is, this is time for you and me. And I'm not going to let my phone, I'm not going to let another episode of Netflix, I'm not going to let this get in the way, but I'm going to make sure that this time is blocked off for you and I. I've got a call on my life. I'm young, God, and I want to do all. I'm ambitious. I'm wanting to do what it is you're calling me to do. And, and if that means putting aside a little bit of my entertainment, God, let's go. If that means putting aside a little bit of my social life, I, I need to come home an hour earlier from hanging out with my friends. I, I need to wake up an hour before I go to work. Whatever it is, you need to make some time to listen, to hear what it is that God is saying for your life. So that's number one, he listened to God. Number two, he responded to God. Not only did he, he finally realize, okay, that's God's voice, and he recognized it. He responded to it and said, okay, your servant's listening. All right, I'm, I'm, my ears are open and I'm, I'm ready, God. What, it is, what is it that you want me to do? I'm ready to respond. I mean, I've put myself in a position. I've put aside every, every heavy weight that's tried to beset me. I've tried to put aside every sinful way. And God, I've put myself in a position now where I can respond to the call that you're putting on my life. Samuel put himself in a position to respond to God speaking into his life. Would you be able to respond? Have you put yourself in a position where that if God called you today, young life ends tonight and you go home and you're praying and God puts something on your heart, have you put yourself in a position where you can say, God, I, I can do that? Or are you, are you stuck in a, a double life? Are you stuck with, with a, a hang-up? Are you, are you caught up in something that you shouldn't be caught up in? Because Samuel recognized, God, I need to be ready and waiting to respond to what it is that you're calling me to do. So here he was. Uh, we need to understand the word of God, the Bible, that's God's voice in our life, and we need to be willing and ready to respond to the word of God in our life. Here's the thing. If you're going to respond to the word of God, tonight we're talking about a calling. We're talking about waiting. We're talking about being willing to go where God is calling us to do. Well, right now we're, we're, we're preaching the word of God. 
So we need to be able to respond even tonight to what's being preached. We need to be saying, God, what's your word saying to me? You need to be ready and able to open up your Bible on your own, not with pastor, not with Brendan, not with somebody else preaching it to you, but you need to be able to open up your word and say, okay, God, I'm listening. And whatever it is you speak to me today, I'm going to respond to that. It doesn't matter, God, if you call me to a higher level where I'm going to have to let go of some things and put some relationships to the side, then God, I'm, I'm willing and able to respond. Now, let's understand a few things. If you're, if you're feeling called to lie or to cheat or to steal, and you're like, God's calling me to do it. It's probably not the call of God, okay? Let, let, let's get that out there. Let's get that out there, right? If you're, you're, you're like, man, my, my, my coworker is angry, and God's just calling me to slap him upside the head. No, that's probably not the word of God, right? God tells us to turn the other cheek. If you are feeling called to miss church, oh, probably not the voice of God in your life. If you're like, you know what, but God's given me, God's given me this, you know, position. God's given, well, you know what, like, I'm not going against that, but here's the thing. If you're going against the word of God, if you are going against the word of God and the call that God has put on your life, it will not contradict the Bible. It won't do it. God is not a, a man that he should lie, and God is he's not flipping and flopping. He's not double-minded in any of his ways. So if you are feeling called to do something, and you're like, huh, you know, I read something in the Bible, and it didn't quite sound like this, then do you know what? I'm telling you that's not the voice of God in your life. You need to make sure that you are opening up your Bible and saying, okay, what is it, God, that you're calling me to do? And then make sure that Bible backs it up, man. Because that, that book, man, that word is never going to pass away. That's, that's yay and amen. That's a final, that, that's it, man. That's where we draw the line. That word is where, that's what we bow the knee to, right? That's what we do, right? That we bow the knee to the word. Finally, so number one, he listened to God. He put himself in a position where he was quiet. He was able to be still. Number two, he responded. And number three, he didn't let it just stay in his prayer closet. He reacted in real life. He realized God is calling me, but this is not just going to, you know, stay with me at church or stay with me in my prayer. I'm going to take this into my real life. In fact, the Bible tells us that he went and spoke with his leader right after God had spoken with him. Now, what, what we cut off was... What we cut off, we, we, wrote, we read to verse 10. Verse 11 tells you what God said to him. Listen up, y'all. This is awkward, okay? Verse 11, you don't have to throw it up. Oh, there. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. All right, cool, God, what's up? And that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from the beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Now, I don't know what God's calling is on your life, but could you imagine God wakes you up tonight and he's like, yeah, your pastor, mm, he's about to be judged hard. He's about to be, like, thrown out the window, and, like, he, he's, about to, he's about to get, it's done, y'all. I'm so thankful my pastor's my, my father-in-law. Woo, this is fun. Hey, God, I got a word for you, Donovan. No. <laughs> but <laughs> but here, can you imagine, like, what an awkward position Samuel's now sitting in, right? He's sitting here going, 
did I hear you right? Like, are you sure? Are you, so, okay, okay, well, all right, God, well, that, that's great. That's between you and I. Well, the next morning, what happened? Eli comes to Samuel and he's like, hey, remember how God was calling you all night? Yeah, um, come here, young man, sit down and tell me everything. And if you don't tell me everything, let you be a curse to death. And so Samuel's kind of in between a rock and a hard place, if you will, and he's like, oh. now, imagine, like, you're, you're however old you are right now, and you're sitting down with your leader, your mentor, the person that you've, you know, in, has spoken into your life, instructed you, and you're about to tell them that your family is about to be cut off, killed, decimated, destroyed. I mean, wow, God. <laughs> like, thanks, man. <laughs> That's brutal, right? That's brutal right there. And do you know what Samuel does? He doesn't allow the calling of God that was placed on his life to stay in the closet. You know what he does? He brings it into the real world. And he says, here's what's up, Eli. And I'm only going to tell you what God told me. And this is the calling God's given me, so I'm just responding to what God's called me to do. So many of us talk the talk. It's great. It's easy. It's fun. We come to church. We got buddies. We got pals. We got good old friends. And it's fun to talk the talk. Get excited. Man, ambitious. Man, God's done great things all summer. I can't wait. And then we walk out these doors and go right back to what we were doing before we got here at 6 o'clock. And that calling that God places on your life never becomes a reality Even if you have listened to God and you have put yourself in a place to respond, you've never put yourself in a place to react and let that change actually germinate and become a reality. And so I'm, I'm telling you tonight, you have to go beyond just your prayer closet. It has to go beyond this altar. It has to go beyond this building. He does have a plan for your life, but it is his plan that you will live it out. It's his plan that your calling becomes reality and doesn't just stay in this building and you come pick it up every Sunday morning and go teach Sunday school, pick it up every Sunday morning and greet a few people and welcome a few people and then walk out these doors and your calling just stays right here, bundled up, nice and neat at the church. See, I believe God's got a calling for each and every one of your lives. And the only way that we're going to see Young Life expand, go beyond just this middle section to the side sections, how that's going to happen is by you going to school this year and saying, this year's different. God called me. I can't leave that in my prayer closet. I can't leave that at life point anymore. God's called me. I've got something different inside of me, and I'm ready and willing to react in real life. Don't just come and repent on Sundays and then head back to your own life, old life, as soon as you leave. That was nice, God, but back on the shelf for you. Pick up my old coat on the way out, right? Punch my card. I've done my time. It's not what it is. got to be willing to react to the call of God. I want to tell you really quickly, and I, I know the time, but I, I just want to share with you. I, I was 12 years old when I was called, from, called of God. I was about 12 years old. My, my family had just moved to a new church, and I was 12 years old, and it was, it was weird. I had been a Bible quizzer. I loved the Bible. I grew, grew up. I loved Bible stories. I, I, man, I got excited about Bible stories. They were really intriguing to me. Um, here's the weirdest part. I didn't mind King James. Like, <laughs> right? That was weird, but I, I got through it. I got through the language, and, and I loved it. 
And God put a calling on my life when I was about 12 years old, and I, I didn't quite understand it. I didn't really know what it meant, but I knew that I was going to do something for God. That's all. I knew something. I, I, the youngest person in here, might be 10 or 11 as far as young life, and I was maybe a year older than you, and God called me, put a call on my life. And so I started praying, I started reading my Bible, and I started, I went into Bible quizzing. I did all I could to get the Word of God inside of my life as much as I could. I fell in love with it. And as I grew, I, I continued to pray, I continued to read my Bible, I, I, I went to school, I, you know, I helped out at church where I could. And, and as I grew, around 15 years old, one day God put, put a scripture on my heart. And it was in Romans 15, and he said, you're going to go where no man has gone before, and yeah, not Star Trek, but, but there it is. But you're going to go, and you're not going to follow after another man's footsteps, and you're going to preach to people that have never heard the message before. And so in my heart of hearts, I thought for sure, here I am, a little boy in, in, in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, a city of about a million people, and I thought for sure, God, you're calling me to home missions in North Ontario with all the lumberjacks. I thought for sure I'm going to put on plaid, and I'm going to go up north, and I'm going to build my own home. I'm going to build my own church and literally build it, like not, not like figuratively hire. Like I thought I was going to cut. God, you're calling me to do it. And let's go. I'm going to people that have never heard it before, right? And so God, God, here I am getting a call from God, 15, like you guys are hearing right now, not knowing truly what this call was, but knowing that God had a plan for my life, and I was seeking that plan. Some of you might be in that place right now. I've got a call on my life. I don't know quite what it is. Uh, God's kind of given me a little bit of indication that I'm going to, you know, work with kids or work with teenagers, work with people that need, you know, addictions or whatever. And maybe you've got something you're like, I don't quite know, but I know I've got a call on my life. So here I was, 15 years old, reading my Bible. Finally, I got a scripture to put on that call that God placed on my heart. Here I am doing like Samuel, listening, responding, reacting in real life as much as I could. And, and, and God is just preparing my way, directing my steps. Psalm says he, he directs the steps of the righteous man. And I believe that God's directing your steps. If you really believe God's got a call on your life, he's directing your steps even right now. And so I, here I am just... All right, God, I'm seeking after you, following after you, step by step, step by step, 15, 16, 17 years old. And I, I remember, I've, I've told you this story, but I got called Flanders in high school. Like, I was the Simpsons character because no one could make me cuss or anything. Like, I was just a goody two-shoes. And, and so, like, everyone would be like, Flanders, hey, come over here, you know. And I was like, that's mean, but whatever. And so I remember, I was like, God, what it, whatever it is you want for my life. And, and I remember that calling becoming reality. And God's saying, it's not, it's not home missions. <clears throat> You're not going to northern Canada, as fun as that would be, bobsleds and, and dog sleds and all that cool stuff, mush. But, but God started putting it on my heart. And we, my parents, they always hosted these missionaries. Whenever they would start to do deputation and preach around our area, they would stay at my parents' house. My parents made a bedroom for them, and they would come, and they would— they were from Pakistan, and they would share their stories, and they would show us videos and slideshows back in the day and, and, and just share their burden and the things God was doing. And finally, when I was about 23 years old, that's a, that's a long time, y'all. That's, that's a process right there. But I went to POA. I went to, through the internship in Alexandria, just a young guy from Mississauga going all the way to Alexandria, came home, and, and 
and I got the opportunity to go to Pakistan. And I remember getting on that plane and God just planting that on my heart. Brendan, this is what I was talking about. This is what I was talking about. I told you we're going to go places, talk to people that I'd never heard before. And this is what I, you're, you're going to go places. And God put foreign missions on my heart. And then life went on, you know, craziness happened. And, and here I was in Louisiana, met my wife who told me since she was 10 years old, she was called to be a missionary. And I'm telling you, here was God directing steps, directing steps. Why? Not because Brendan's anything special. I promise. I'm just, I'm just Brendan, y'all. Like, I'm just me. But do you know what? I was willing to listen. I was l- willing to respond. I was willing to react in real life. God, you're calling me. All right. If you're calling me to turn on a dime, I'm going to turn on a dime. If it's in your word, I'm going to do it. And young people, I believe God has a calling on your life. I don't believe that every one of us are going to go overseas or else, man, life point would be pretty empty pretty quick. <laughs> But I do believe God's got a calling for your life to do great things, to help people that can't help themselves, and to to show people a light in a dark, dark world. And you can be that light. You can be that salt. You can be that difference maker. And God does have a plan for your life. Let's all stand. And so tonight, for a few moments, I am going to open this altar because you know what? We need an opportunity to respond. Because I believe the word of God has gone forth. I believe this is the word of God for young life. You've got a call on your life, young people. Don't waste away these years. Don't think that these years are nothing. We're talking about it right now in junior high and high school. We're, we're reading that book, Do Hard Things. You know what? You guys are not too young. Here was Samuel, just a young man. Alexander, phenomenal job this morning. Talked about David, just a young man. And was able to lead a great ar- an army, a weak army, to a great victory. Why? Because he said, God, I'm willing to do whatever it is you're calling me to do. And so, young people, God's calling you to do some things. And maybe you don't know all that entails. Hey, you know what? If you want to sit down with me, sit down with Pastor. You know what? We'll talk with you. If, you, if you're looking for a way to get involved, we'll figure that out. But do you know what? Don't let, don't let the devil get in your way. Don't let him distract you and say, uh-uh. He's preaching to everyone else, but not you. You're, no, 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 you're not good enough. You haven't been in church long enough. You, you don't have it all together. You don't pray long enough. You don't read your Bible. No, no, no. Don't let the devil lie to you right now. Because God's got a plan for your life. So at this time, I'm going to ask you, come up front. And let's lift up our hands, every single one of us, and say, God, what is it you're calling me to do? God, I'm waiting by my phone right now. I'm eager. I'm eagerly anticipating that phone call. What is it, God? I want to hear from you.